is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author, feng shui consultant, and Akashic healer. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. Yeah, that's what we do as best welcome, we can. Welcome to yes, the show. Yes, welcome everybody. Um, so this is where we usually talk about how the last week's predictions, if you will, played out for us this week, our cards, the reports. What about you? Do you remember? What did we pick? <laughs> <laughs> so we, you drew uh, from the Muse Tarot, you drew Page of Materials, oh. which was about manifesting abundance. Interesting. And there was like a plant communication sort of aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, from Magic of Flowers, Oracle drew Rebirth, Mm. which was Carnation, which Mm. I will say when I drew it, it was weird because when I drew that card last week, I don't know if you could tell, but I was kind of like, really? Mm. That? I don't know. I just wasn't like feeling it. Totally 100% like feeling it. Yeah. (laughs) But it did like both of us totally. Yeah. Um, For me, I don't want to totally go into the details, but what I will say Mm. is that I have some new project ideas. I just don't want to say what they are, but that I didn't expect that are super exciting to me. So it did feel very much like a rebirth of inspiration and creativity. That's interesting because that's what I'm feeling into this week. So maybe it's going to even be more. Yeah, and they and it was it's definitely tied into the page of materials too because the the manifesting abundance for sure because mm. they're projects for that are related to my work. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was feeling more. I got to say because from the energy report, I was talking about the shadow period of Mercury retrograde, and oh yeah, you know, I know we're not a political podcast, but the whole abortion rights thing has been. So yeah. fucking devastating and terrible and awful. I know. It was one of those things where it was like my emotions. It wasn't just my opinion. Like, yeah. oh, this, yeah. I don't agree with this. Yeah. It was just like, I just felt so pissed, like deeply pissed. Yeah, yeah. And I feel very hurt, <laughs> hurt is what I was going to yeah. say. It, my feeling was like, I just like murderous rage. Yeah. Like, I just was yeah. just like, ugh. What do I do with this anger? Yeah, it feels very out of control to have people. I mean, some men making decisions mostly about your body, like it's and yeah, and men the world or women that are a part of a patriarchal. Yeah, that's right, and also of course it's a classist, racist. Yes. That's who's gonna feel it. It's not gonna be middle class, upper middle class people. It's no. gonna be poor people. Yep. So that's really terrible, and that's happening. Um, and I did think that was kind of Mercury retrograde-ish, the, how it happened, because the... Oh, that it leaked. Yeah. Could be. Um, and... Yeah, so if you're not... I wonder if everyone knows about that. This is in the United States, probably, huh. obviously, to you guys, since that's where we are. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure. something that's happening here in the United States where abortion rights are... It looks like going to be limited by the Supreme Court. Yeah. Taken away, I mean, completely. But then the states will make their own choices what they want to do. Yeah. Um, So anyway, that and I just I did have a lot of little Mercury retrograde things happen. Like I left my credit card somewhere and like I just have felt kind of. It's like an old way I used to feel a lot, I realize, like, spa- not spacey, but just kind of like, oh, my God, where did I leave my purse? My, I really, I use a fanny pack, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my fanny pack? Yeah, because I, I didn't have it on, and <laughs> that's what happened. Oh, my God. But I do have a lot of cat cuteness in my life right now. Yeah, oh you do. We're fostering three adorable kittens, and there is two adorable cats david and ron cuddling right now in front of me flagrantly so anyway you have cuteness all the time but those kittens it sounds like are all the the cats anyway so that's like 
what I felt mostly, there has been a little, I have been noticing a lot of patterns to around healing. Um, so that you could say that's a rebirthing, I guess, like I'm noticing like, oh, I can lift this out. And I have been having a lot of meditations where I feel like there's rebirth happening. So that's about that. Um, mm-hmm. Today's show, we're going to be answering, listen, we asked and you all delivered. We now yes. have three voicemails. We're so excited about it. Delighted, uh, delighted. and pleased. So delighted. Thank you <laughs> so much. We just love the voicemails. Not that we don't also love regular. Any way you all interact with us, we delight in. Mm-hmm. So, we delighted. Yeah. <laughs> If you would like to be on a future episode via your voicemail, you can call us at 828-333-7181. I just realized last time I only said it once and I just spoke it. I'm not a suspicious. uh, suspicious. I'm not a suspicious or superstitious person. So I'm not going to believe that's why it happened. I was going to say, wait, last what? T- I'm confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> last time I only spoke the. Oh, and you. Oh, so now you're kind of like part of you is wanting to think, oh, I should do that again. So people will call us again. Right. Like the, oh, we had, we've gone through a voicemail drought and I mm-hmm. sang it every week. And then last week I didn't sing it. I just said it off the cuff once. And then we got three voicemails. Mm. So if I was a superstitious person. I would do that again, but I'm but not. But you're not. Mm-mm. It's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so call us at 828-333-7181. Okay, great. Thank you. We love you. Okay. <laughs> um, You can also, we have gotten a couple of, oh, a lovely listener sent Tess a little, what was it, like an email or something? of An our email Cana- with a Canada. screenshot of some Canadian reviews. Yeah. and So that we mm-hmm. could read those because so we had nice. mentioned that we can only see the, the ones in the United States. So thank yeah. you so much, yeah. Tara, for doing that. And they were really nice reviews. The downside was for some reason in Canada, there's more people that don't like us. Now, they didn't leave reviews, but they just left us like two star a bunch of two stars well not a bunch it was still Mm. see when i forwarded it to Mm. natasha i knew she wasn't gonna (laughs) like that it said 4.7 instead instead of of 4.9 right which it isn't but the thing is there were fewer reviews there Mm So mm-hmm. it was just the overall tally <laughs> yeah. was just slightly different still mm-hmm. in the upper force. Yeah, but the, okay, but I, I think we have hardly, I guess you wouldn't know because we have hundreds of reviews for the U.S., so I don't know how many was the two, were in the two-star range. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's not going to love us, what? but it was a good, mm-hmm. well. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just, please, 4.7. My God, Canada. I love Canada. Don't love 4.7. But we, we're not reading that review right now, but we, we'll read it later. Maybe next episode? Do you still have it? Oh, the Canadian reviews? Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll read one of those. Oh, great. In the next episode. Great. Just remind me to okay. get it ready. Okay. Um, so anyway, this is a long way of saying if you could leave us a review, we would so appreciate it. We love it. And also it helps people find us. It's just great. You know? Yeah. Wherever you listen. Oh, and you know what we never mentioned, but I think mm-hmm. we should start mentioning is subscribing too. Like if oh, you yeah. subscribe That's really to our important. podcast, that also really helps us. Yeah. And on Spotify now you can rate it. It's a, just a quick you know, little five star if you're in Canada, two star. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just a quick boom, boom. Okay, great. Um, So now before we go to our questions, Tess, what would you like to tell people about? I would like to tell people that um, I am offering feng shui consultations Mm -hmm. over Zoom and also Akashic clearings over the phone. Mm -hmm. And it is just 
been so much fun mm. and delightful for me to offer these. So if you want to learn more about these, you can uh, read about them at TessWhitehurst.com. They're pretty easy to find. You can also just schedule online. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say for me, if you want to know about what's going on, I you can sign up for my newsletter at HighestLightHealing.com. It's pretty easy to find there as well. And um, I usually send one out about once a week or every other week. And there's always a message from my guides there based on what I talk about. And you can schedule a session with me as well if you would like. It's all on there. Um, yeah. I just for some reason got the information to talk about updating contracts. Like if you want a session about update, I don't know why that just popped in my head, but maybe somebody was supposed to know that. All right. Well, maybe explain what that is too. Oh, well, if you, um, so we all, every relationship has energy contracts. Even your body being connection has an energy contract. And so a lot of times if we're not, um, you know, we can't always be 100% in present time. So they can be in past time. And so by looking at them, clearing them off, up, you can just, you know, also intend to update them. But it also helps to clear off the pictures, stuff like that to help you be in sync so that you're really present here now, taking it all on. Because life is actually better when we're fully present, even though sometimes it feels like, uh, do I want to be here fully? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Keep glancing over at cuteness. And I'll, I'll t- I took a picture. I'll post it on Instagram later. Of Ron and um, David. David coddling yeah. on the chair. One is black yeah. and one is orange. Cute. And it's really a Super lot cute. of cuteness. Okay. So should we just do our voicemails as opposed to the questions? Remember? There yeah, because we do ex- have a number of voicemails. So we yeah. can do the other questions in a future episode okay. maybe. Great. Um, okay. So I'm going to play the first one. Here we go. Hi, Tess and Natasha. My name is Melanie, and I want to thank you so much for the podcast. It helps me get in touch with my spiritual side and gives some much-needed sparkle to my Mondays. My question is, I have a good friend whose home they rent, and it just changed ownership, and the new owners are just being very rude, making a lot of ridiculous statements, um, just, I don't know, telling them things like they can't have a Dyson air purifier plugged in, and that's what must be tripping out their electricity when it's just purifying the air, just things that don't make sense and delivered in a very rude tone and really stressing out my friend. And I'm wondering if there is any advice you have about how she could use some magic to give them a sense of protection from the negative energies and really make the home feel like theirs, even though they don't own it, but they do live there. So thank you so much. That's my question. Okay. So would you okay. like to say something? This sure. feels like yeah. it's so, up your alley. I'll say something Yeah, after. so this is tricky, and I know this because – Ted and I rented for most of our lives. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we just only recently bought a house, um, bought a condo that we had been renting. Um, but we have had many such challenging landlords. Mm. I mean, a number, a good number. Um, yeah, is that true? Well, we've had a couple, let's say. We've had a couple of landlords that were egregiously bad Ooh. and um it's kind of like n- when neighbors are challenging where it's just this really tricky thing because once you get into the energy of like being their enemy mm. and just having this because it feels very bad mm. right obviously this is your home and when you feel like that it, it just I mean for us and I think for everyone it, it feels really bad because it is your home and then it, it just doesn't feel safe to be there it feels frustrating you get angry and then every time it pops in your head you get angry so getting into that kind of like vibe of this is my enemy is just makes it get so exponentially worse yeah. um so that's why that kind of stuff is challenging so here's what I've learned mm-hmm. um first of all it may be 
a message that is time to move on. Mm. Like that could be part of it is mm-hmm. like it might not feel like you want to, mm-hmm. but it could just be like, okay, is it have you kind of outgrown this space? Is there somewhere else that might be better for you now? Mm-hmm. Even if it feels like, no, I want it just to be like it used to be. It's like, well, it's not though. So maybe it's time to look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. There is that, you know, that's not the best message to hear if you don't want to hear it. But also in the meantime, no matter what, what I have found is um continually asking for help with it so it's not so instead of getting into so much of like what do i need to do how can i fix this i need to tell them this or that like uh, you know if you can get more into a like oh angels like for me it's angels like angels can you take care of this can you help me out with this um and trying like feeling your feelings for sure because you're gonna feel angry or you're gonna feel whatever uncomfortable um, unsafe even sort of in your own house but if you feel those feelings don't suppress them like you can feel them but feel like you're handing the situation over to the divine mm. and asking for help with it you can also light a candle kind of like as you ask for help the other thing I would say is neutralizing their power over you because this is another thing that feels frustrating with landlords is Mm. feeling like oh this person is like in some way they have authority over me they have power over me and my life experience yeah so when you remember like oh yeah actually no nobody has power over me like I have power and I my power is interwoven with divine power Like I have agency, Um, I have, you know, like possibilities, even if I can't see them, Mm -hmm. it's like reclaiming your power. So I do have on my website, uh, there's a post called um, five karma friendly alternatives to curses and hexes. You mentioned this last week, I think. To find it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of helpful stuff in there, but one of them is a neutralization spell. Is that what I mentioned last week? No, it was about the oh. hexes, I think. Oh, okay. Was, yeah. The neutralization spell is, um, it's it's like a you put their name or business card or something into a jar or a container of salt because you're like, and there's certain words you say, but the concept is you're remembering, I, I'm neutralizing the power, the illusion that this person has power over me they've never had power over me they don't have power over me now so in general it's like sensing when you have that opposition energy coming up because that's going to just increase challenges Mm -hmm. and kind of neutralize that by calling on divine help and remembering that there is there are possibilities that are unseen to you it's not only the stuff that you can see or expect there may be other things that will happen when you ask the divine for help um yeah so i will just say from my like the energy healing it's funny for the first time i suddenly realized the difference between like the witchy way and the energy healing way like why oh what is it well it well it's this is very obvious but it's like the earthy what like the physical objects way like I don't feel any draw to spells like using like what you just said but yeah Mm -hmm. stuff like that I mean like using physical objects to do this like uh, to me I'm always like well why don't I just do the energy I don't need to bother with that but I think Mm -hmm. it's because I'm less connected to earthy stuff and so for earthy people it does help them to like create the magic and for and have like a symbol yes, and here yes, I'm doing something because yes, yes. I think like it's a way of putting your energy into something kind of like physical. offering up an action yeah, yeah that physical. feels significant yeah totally. yeah and so for me I don't like it just kind of gets it's weird it's like almost a distraction And neither is right or wrong. I'm not judging. I'm just saying like, oh, wow, that's what the difference is. Anyway. Well, I do have a whole book, too, about how to do magic without any physical tools or spells. Yeah. But it does draw upon the same dynamics. Yes. You just have to do more visualization or maybe movements or some kind of Mm -hmm. thing that has nothing to do with physical tools or ingredients. Yeah. I hope that didn't sound. I was just suddenly realizing, like, because I used to kind of judge myself, like, well, why don't I want to do the spells? And then I'm like, oh, it's just because 
I'm in this like more Piscean world. Which, and That's a great example because it's like we all, if you ever find yourself doing that at all, like why don't I want to do that? Yeah. Why do I want to use ingredients? Why can't I just be energetic with it? Like Natasha, it's like whenever you're doing that, just be like, well, because this feels right to me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's okay. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It is thundering so loud I don't here. hear it oh, through wow. my headphones. Okay. It's scaring the cats now. Oh, David. Jeez, it's been so loud. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Whatever your, I mean, whatever your desires, your your instincts, like that is whatever is most effective for you. And it, n- neither one is right or wrong. Anyway, so what I want to say when you were talking about giving your power, I love that. And in my energy speak, what I do, I call that seniority, like not giving seniority over to somebody yeah. else. And one thing that is really helpful, an energy tool I like to use is I imagine like our crown chakra is where we get our higher knowing. <clears throat> and sometimes when we are giving our power away, I will often see like in people's spaces, a cord going from their crown to the other people. Like even mm. though they don't want to be, that's what's happening. And so you can just gently imagine that cord going like just first you can she can check in and be like, is that happening? And if she isn't really you know resonating with that she can or not resonating but if she's like oh I don't know just you can just have the intention to pull any cords going from there to that to the landlord and then going up from your from your crown to the a sun above your head and that sun is your highest knowing so just keep you know calling your energy back you can also call your energy back into the sun she can sorry and just imagine everything that isn't hers leaving because I really like that point of well, a lot of times when we're in conflict with people, we want to understandably control them like why aren't they? Doing-? And so we mm-hmm. will cord them, which only makes it worse, like makes mm-hmm. us depleted and feel out of control. So, yeah. And especially with getting your information, you want to bring back your information. And then the other thing I want to say is I, I feel like I don't know if I talked about this before in the podcast, but I read this thing. I don't know if it was Tosha Silver who said this. It might be somebody else. But um, she told this story. Actually, I think she's the one who posted it. But it was maybe Melody Beatty who wrote. Okay, I'll have to Mm. find out. But anyway, um, she was talking about how she was living in this house. She actually owned it. But I'm going to tell this quickly. But it was like terrible. Like everything about it she hated. She hated it so much. And it was draining all of her energy. And she just got this instinct to start thanking everything that she hated about it. And she, I'm going to, okay. So she would like, like it was this moldy carpet and she just started saying like, thank you to the carpet. Thank you for, for this lesson with the carpet. Thank you for the mold in the carpet. Thank you for the, this wallpaper falling off the walls. Thank you for, you know, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And eventually as you can imagine because I'm telling the story it went well for her and she started finding gifts in the world like she started like she went to a she happened upon a garage sale where they were like just take this new um wallpaper just you see what you know just take it just take these curtains and she transformed the whole situation now I'm hesitant to say this because I'm very anti-good vibes only but there really is something about I've been using this practice like when I notice I'm feeling really down about something I'll be like thank you for this thing not working out and it just like helps me to feel into my heart weirdly and I don't know why it gives you your power back because it's something about like feeling the gratitude for your situation yeah brings your power back well so here's the thing see I think what this is is coming into harmony with what is now because when you're it and you could do it in a number of ways like that does it does sound spiritual bypassy yeah. to be like oh be thankful for the moldy carpet just yeah. be thankful but yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah. and because what ha- when we're in opposition we can feel it like this is not helping yes. like, this is just contributing to this yeah. getting me stuck in this challenge so another way to do it a way that i have been kind of working with more than that is uh like okay here's this challenge that's driving me crazy and I can feel that I'm obsessed with it in a way that is keeping me stuck in it. 
So instead of continuing to be in that particular energy that just feels very kind of like, I don't know, polarizing yeah. or like resistance. Yeah, resistant. Instead of that, I'm going to be like, still feel my feelings. I'm still angry. I'm still worried. I still hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but let me like offer it up, ask for help, and then kind of get interested and excited about how this might change now. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is another way of getting into harmony with what is like, here's this very annoying thing. It's annoying me a lot. And angels, please help me with it. Mm, I wonder how that's going to change. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to shift now. Yeah, I think once you start thinking in that way, you naturally go to that place. You know, like Mm -hmm. it just kind of happens organically. Like, okay, it helps you to, because you're right, it's a very Sedona method. Like you're not in resistance with it anymore. And so when you're not in resistance, then you can start to see more possibilities. Then you can start to be open and feel, because yeah, otherwise you're shut off. I -hmm. will just want to say about that, like, just be careful with that to not pretend you're in curiosity like okay well you know like just yeah so just like a spiritual that's where the bypassing would come in yeah exactly so yeah this is the best thing is for you to be able to feel this on your own like if you can feel this dynamic of like oh I can just sense that this is a dynamic I'm in opposition in a way where I'm gonna keep myself stuck yeah so now if I can feel that, how, in what way can it feel authentic for me to kind of switch out of that and be yeah. in alignment with what is instead? The interesting thing about that thank you thing is she was saying she didn't even genuinely feel thankful, but she was just <laughs> like, I'm going to do it anyway. And sometimes that it just, it works. I, uh, yeah. Oh, you know why I think that works is because she knew she wasn't thankful. So it mm-hmm. wasn't, she's like, I'm going to be thankful. It was like, okay, I don't feel thankful, but I'm going to thank, <laughs> be great, great, be grateful for it anyway. Like, like I'm going to mm-hmm. think, you know, whatever the universe for this anyway, um, because maybe there's something there. And I think what the something there is what you said, that you it aligns you, it gets you into what's actually happening, which sounds so Pollyanna or whatever, but mm-hmm. in some ways it's always perfect. I mean... In some ways, yeah, just you can the, feel mm, it. Yeah, like it's you just can feel that. Even if it feels shitty, it's like okay, but this first, who knows why? But this is mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be in right now. I mean, I hate to say so, that. So, uh, one more thing I want to say because okay. that makes me think of affirmations, okay. which sometimes do actually help, even when yeah. you don't believe them at first. Yeah. Like you can kind of start getting into that energy, especially when you're conscious. Like, oh yeah, this I'm not believing this right at this minute. Right. But um, a couple of affirmations that I've I for years have used in these situations where I'm like, wow, I really need to get into harmony with this, with where I am right now in order to get things moving in a positive way. One is I cast the burden on the divine within Mm. and I go free. Mm, That's a good one. And then, yeah. And then the second one is infinite intelligence goes before me, making clear, easy and successful my way. Is that Florence Scott yeah, both of those. Okay, are yeah, it reminded me of that. That you should write I, that book down because that's a great. I think book. I adapted both of them to okay. be less Christian sounding, oh, actually. Yeah. yeah. But the dynamic of both of those to me, it just like it shifts this feeling of like I personally, with my brain, have to figure it all yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. It like it switches it into like okay, there's I have a lot of help already. Yeah, like, helping shift this energy. I don't have to do it all myself. So then that helps get me out of opposition with what's happening. Yeah, asking for help is great. Okay. Thank you so much for your question, Melanie. Yes. All right. We are on to another one. Hello. My name is Elizabeth. I live in Virginia. And right now the trees are bushing out with their leaves. And this summer I am going to have a little vacation in the in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I know y'all talk about the Rocky Mountains and how they really resonate with you. Well, that's the Blue Ridge for me. It's something just tugs at my bones every time I see it. I was I wanted to call in and ask, do you have any recommendations for grounding and connecting with this like really it feels like a very spiritual place to me whenever I go, but I'm really new to magic and I don't know how to magically connect with that. Do you have any advice on this? Love to hear you respond to this and yeah have a lovely day well i live in the blue ridge mountains 
Well, I would like to make a request. Will you begin our answer by singing Take Me Home Country Road by John Denver, please? Oh, boy. I don't, I, do I know that song? I don't oh, do know you? if I know it all the way. I wish we could get Take Ted. Me Ted home, sings it so good. Country Road. Is that it? Yeah. Because it talks about the Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh, <laughs> oh sweet Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. There you go. Yeah, thank that. you. You're welcome. Thanks for doing your best on that, <laughs> even though you didn't know the words. <laughs> that was great. Um, I love that song so much. One time mm. Ted put his name on a list. I was so excited. It was, we were at karaoke in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. and like – I don't know. He just got this idea that he would do that song. And I was like, really? I was so surprised he would do karaoke at all. Oh. But then he got up to do it. And oh, then every he started singing it. His voice is like an angel. Oh, he started singing it. That. And everybody in the whole place just got silent. <gasps> and he just sang. Oh, <laughs> so it's one of my most treasured memories. Oh, my gosh. So I have goosebumps. Like I, goosebumps. I wish I could have been there. I wish you could have too. It was it wow, was awesome. that's really beautiful. So anyway, I okay. just wanted to clarify that Tess is in the Smoky Mountains, and I am in the Blue Ridge. I'm Mountains. in the Rocky Mountains. Oh, that's what I meant, Rocky. Um, mm-hmm. She said Rocky, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at these Blue Ridge Mountains right now, outside of my window, and it's pouring rain, and it's beautiful. Um, yeah. So did. As previously mentioned, I do have things I can say, but since you're more earthy, would you like to? Oh, well, sure. Yeah. So really, this is just being in nature, I would say, starting with just being present with yeah. nature. There's, no, I, It's interesting because sometimes I will have this feeling of like, I need to do something, some kind of deep, magical mm-hmm. ritual, elaborate ritual to connect with the earth. But really, it's like, we are so naturally already connected with the earth. Just going outside, looking at a tree, looking at a flower, mm-hmm. <laughs> smelling a flower, watching the birds, listening to the birds. It's like getting into the music of like the rhythm and the harmony, the quiet, the pace of nature. It's like it's in us already, but going outside and just spending time walking on the earth mm. and listening to silence. That's really the main practice. And then, of course, you can also tune into the plants and listen to them, gaze at them, see if you can feel your energy shifting as you open up to just receiving information from plants, meaning by information, I mean energy healing, but also maybe guidance. I receive guidance Mm -hmm. and and information from plants and flowers, Mm -hmm. trees. So I would say follow your intuition and know there's no way for you to do this wrong. This is your birthright as a human to connect, be connected to the earth. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like us humans make things so much more complicated. I mean, I do this all the time. But you already this, you know, I'm talking to Elizabeth now. You already know you have this connection. So that's already amazing. Like you already have this leg up, like enjoy it. Like when you go there, just enjoy it, appreciate it. And you, I would say you could do something where I, this is something I like to do wherever I travel, which is to imagine my grounding cord, which is if you don't know an energy cord that goes from the base of your spine, it's attached to your first chakra and it goes into the center of the earth and it brings your spirit into your body and then connects you into the earth, into the present of where you are. So whenever I travel anywhere, my goodness, my house is shaking with the thunder. Um, ah. Yeah, it's really thundering. Oh, I actually think I did hear it that time. Oh little. my God. It's still rumbling. Um, So when I go anywhere, I like to just imagine my grounding cord going to the center of the earth and saying hello to the city I'm in in present time so that I'm making sure I'm bringing all of my energy with me. And if you're especially if you're out in nature, it's just so magical to do that and to feel that and just say hello to the land that you're on. Say hello to the property wherever you are, ask it, like you said, ask it if it has anything to say to you or that it would like from you maybe, If especially if you're like, I don't know what you're doing, but if you're camping or something, like to ask permission even, like thank you or thank it for letting you be there and mm-hmm. saying hello to it. Um, maybe this just popped in my mind, like asking for any helpful fairies if you're out because fairies mm-hmm. are really earthy. Spirits of the land, yeah. fairies. 
So yeah, and otherwise, even if you didn't do any of that, just your gratitude towards the Blue Ridge, I feel like is something that will help you just be in alignment with it and connect to it even more. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple more things Mm. that came into my mind. One is offerings to the land. So sometimes I like to sing to the land, just go out and sing. Nice. (laughs) And then, and that's, I feel like that's an offering. Yeah, it is. And then um, you could also offer water, like blessed water or ale, just pour it out or beer or wine or something, Mm -hmm. pour it out on the earth. Crystals are another Mm. offering Mm -hmm. um, that you could give. And then I have talked about this before but I like to sit outside and then notice the different elements one by one Mm, so earth like oh there's a rock there's the soil Mm -hmm. you know and feel I feel the earth under underneath me and then air might be like flying objects clouds Mm -hmm. uh, flying objects (laughs) (laughs) flying animals (laughs) creatures um and just feeling the air on my skin and then fire is the sun mm-hmm. and uh water is whatever body of water you might be near yeah or nice. maybe you're not near a body of water and you can kind of sense the water in the plants or the moisture in the air or the the moisture in the clouds mm-hmm. so that's another way to kind of just tune in to it's all the same kind of idea yeah, though it's being like you're present. listening to the land and being there with it yeah okay so now we have our last question So here we go. My name is Heather. I'm an art teacher. I teach at a high school. Uh, This is my first year teaching at a public school. And it has been very, very difficult. Uh, I have been trying to um, surround myself with light, for for lack of a better term, and to keep the, the negativity and the animosity and the just anger that is just crawling all over some of these kids at bay. But it's been very, very difficult. Like I've had two fights in my classroom. Um, I had a kid have a seizure the other day. Uh, I've had numerous like really bad behavioral problems. Um, And some of them are just constant. It's like every time this kid, this one kid or this other kid comes in the room, it's like this darkness comes with them and i have i have done a number of things to try to to try to help lessen that to try to keep that away and it's you know i know it's not my responsibility to other you know these children from this certain students darkness and negativity that they happen to be swimming in in the moment but I want to do that, and I want to maintain um, peace in my classroom, and it's difficult when you can't teach because you're dealing with behavioral problems constantly. I'm an ex-Christian. I was an evangelical Christian. I was a youth minister for 10 years. Um, I'm coming out of all of that, and it's been very difficult to walk through that as well. And and I think there are times when I want to retreat back to some of the things that you learn as an evangelical Christian to uh, process through some of these these times in your life that are just full of negativity. I'm trying to, you know, banish some of this out of my classroom so that I can function better and so these young people can function better. And there are days, you know, when I, I think I'm crazy for even wanting to be a part of this. And then there are other days when I feel so profoundly blessed that I get to interact with some of these young people. So it's a, it's a very mixed bag of emotions. And then dealing on top of that with stepping out of Christianity and trying to find my place sort of in this other spiritual realm has has added to it. So I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. So Tess, do you want to start? Yeah. yeah, so it's really interesting that you mentioned uh, Christianity because I wrote, uh, when I wrote a series of blog posts about when I was rethinking my relationship to New Age spirituality, one of the ones I wrote was called, um, What Are We Trying So Hard to Cleanse? And in that, I I explored how... Mm-hmm. I got honest about mm-hmm. how like my background of being raised in Christianity 
that paradigm didn't immediately leave me when I got out of Christianity, the paradigm of good versus evil, light versus dark, us versus them. Like I just, I didn't, I still didn't, I I didn't just like step, you don't, you don't just step right out of stuff like that. Like it kind of shapes your brain for a while. So, so to me, this is kind of like what I did in a way for a while with like, oh, that's bad vibes. We got to cleanse the bad vibes, you know? So getting into that energy of like, okay, here's the kids I need to protect. And then here's the kid that maybe has the bad vibes. Like that to me seems like that might be a little bit of a carryover there, which similarly to our early, our first question yeah, this, there had yeah very like feeling, whenever you feel that oh like here oh, like if the, if there's a kid that walks into the room and you're like oh there's the problem yeah. you know it's like then that's where you sense like oh that I'm in opposition to this and this is not helping like energetically this is going to be creating more of the same yeah um or kind of like you know um amplifying the challenge so noticing that and then like shifting out of that in any number of ways like we talked about before so what I want to say also though is you know if you can um you know it's totally understandable that that dynamic may be at play the good versus evil but if you can have compassion or activate that compassion because it sounds like what's happening is you're going into a protector place like a part of you that is very much into protecting like the other kids and your energy and the class and when you're in that place it's very hard to connect to compassion which is your true self so if you can even maybe before during or after just like have some words of compassion for these kids. I mean, obviously they're kids. I know they're in high school and it can be challenging to feel compassion for teenagers when they're being, you know, when they're fighting and it can feel overwhelming. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I definitely didn't want to minimize. I hope I wasn't. No, you didn't that. at all. Oh, okay, no, good. I don't think so. Um, but, um, yeah, so to just, like, have some, like, oh, you just some compassion. Like, these kids are probably living very, they I would say definitely living really hard lives if they are fighting, if they're, if you're feeling that energy coming from them. So sending light to them, sending even appreciation, any kind of appreciation that you can, I would say, like, um, for that, like, just, yeah, these are just kids, you know, that are are lost they're really lost it sounds like if they are having if you're feeling this kind of energy I would guess I mean I don't want to be condescending but it sounds like it um and so I do want to say that and then maybe using that same technique of thanking thanking them for being there in your head thanking the environment like okay thank you for the situation um and then the other thing that because it does sound like there is some splitting like Tess was saying like these people are bad these people are good and you know they're just people everybody contains multitudes and I'm not trying to minimize listen if I was in that situation I where people were fighting I feel very triggered by fighting and that would not like physically that would not be a good environment for me that would be too triggering I try to help in as many ways as I can but that would be one for me that would be too overwhelming. Like I would yeah. just know like I'm not a good fit for this. And that's not because like those kids are bad. It's just like, oh, I don't have a skill set. That would be me being out of my depth. Um, no matter how many energy tools I would use, it's just like, yeah, this isn't the best fit for me. So that might be something you want to think about. Like, is this, I mean, you said there's a lot you love and so maybe it is a great fit and this is just kind of an adjustment of a mindset. Um, and yeah, just filling up with light can help you connect to your heart more, can help you to connect to your set. Also the same thing with seniority. Like when, like you were saying, when we're in opposition, then we're giving away our, our power. So doing that technique that I talked about before, like calling your power back to you, But trying to do it from a place of, this is what I say a lot about boundaries, is just when we are making boundaries, It my guides told me this once, it's more about shoring ourselves up than it is about pushing other people out. Because when we think of it like, okay, I got this boundary, I'm pushing them out, then 
it's just then you're in the power play. You know, whereas shoring yourself up is you connecting to your heart, to your higher self and, you know, yeah, and angels. And the more light is in that room, the more it's going to help everybody. Because yes, I do just want to say one more thing, which is just because you are setting the tone for the classroom. And if you're setting that, you set the energy for the classroom. And I'm not trying to put pressure on you, but I'm just saying like, so when you're setting the energy from a place of, oh, God, these bad kids are going to come in or I have to protect myself, then everybody's going to feel that. If it's from a place of, OK, I'm doing the best I can. May I have compassion? Everybody may have compassion for everybody, for myself. This is hard. I'm going. This is really hard. Like I said, I would also feel this is hard. May I be kind to myself. May I be kind to everybody filling up with light. That kind of energy everybody is going to feel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to say, like, I was looking at it energetically and I was mm. feeling like if I was in a space where I was like, uh oh, here's the bad vibe kids coming in and that I knew I was like, could sense yeah. that this was not helping the situation, you know, me being in that opposition. Yeah. That it may be like, especially if you love this job and you do want to keep it, mm-hmm. it may be really interesting to shift into like, oh, here comes that kid now. Now I have this opportunity to learn energetically how to work with this like maybe this is a really cool kind of mastery that I can start to gain you know as a teacher as a person with the opportunity to help everyone here Mm -hmm. if I ask for help it's like to me this is a way of coming into alignment with the situation like what's gonna happen now when I ask for help and when I I'm like oh here's here we go here's this kid here's this opportunity to try a new way with dealing with this you know like that's to me that's a way that feels on that I could find of getting into harmony not so much like I'm so glad he's here or she's here or (laughs) they're here but more like "Mm, okay what's let's try something new today with like getting everyone into a a better place today I also think the Sedona method thing whenever I'm dealing with anybody challenging the my little mantra is always can I let this person be who this person is can I let this person be who this person is and that doesn't mean that you allow them to walk over you or that you allow things in your classroom that you you know aren't acceptable it's just like you were saying allowing the situation to be what it is and then Mm -hmm. you're not in opposition you're in the moment can I let myself be how I am the whole thing and yeah Yeah, I think the misunderstanding, I mean, I think the spiritual bypassing comes when there's a misunderstanding of what we're saying right now, which Mm. is, which is the spiritual bypassing is when it's like, oh, I should just be thankful. And it's like, it's not like we already said this. It's not about your honest, letting your honest feelings be there. It's about you thinking this is about my external behavior or my choice to have a feeling instead of being honest about what my feelings actually are. Yeah, that's the difference between you know, working with energy, working with your emotions, working with shifting energy and manifesting what you want and, and, you know, spiritual bypassing. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for your questions. We hope that was helpful. Send us more. We need more now already. Oh, God. Right? Or we we have enough. (laughs) Just kidding. No. we don't. I don't know if we need it, but we want it. Yeah absolutely we want it yeah and but if you feel that you only want to send it because we need it then we need it oh (laughs) i thought you were gonna say then don't send it no (laughs) (laughs) however makes you feel desiring of sending us a question whatever manipulates you to ask us a question that's right go with that yeah and that is um uh the answer to if you <laughs> I was going to just say that that's a funny way to end our advice section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are just kidding about that. Yeah. By the way, I okay. don't really want to manipulate you. No. OK, now it's time for <laughs> maybe the energy report. Got a little something stuck in my throat in the middle of that, but we're just going to go <laughs> with it. Um. OK. So the energy report this week is interesting. It feels twofold this week. So the first thing I saw, which I alluded to earlier, was this kind of electric energy in the beginning. And it feels like 
um, I see it like in our associated with the crown almost and it's like I'm seeing like electric like like bursts of light and it feels like new ideas new thought like what you were saying you're feeling this week yes um so hopefully usually I feel like I'm a week ahead and now I no longer feel that way so I hope I get into this week's energy but anyway um yeah so it feels like new ideas, new thoughts, new projects, maybe new beginnings and yes. just like going with that spark. Like, oh, like I think that my only advice about that is to just follow it. If you mm-hmm. feel the impulse, go with it. Write it down. And notice it. Like yeah. if you're like, oh, it'd be so great. What? Oh, what if I did this? Uh, and like notice, oh, this is me having an idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Perfect. OK, so then the other part feels like it happens later in the week, maybe into the weekend, which I'm realizing now there's another eclipse coming up. Also, Mercury retrograde starts this week, which it um, does. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, it's weird because it doesn't seem aligned with what I'm saying, but that's what I'm seeing. So if you see something, say something. And that's what I'm doing anyway. um, So (laughs) underneath, it feels like kind of a boggy down, a bog down river is what it feels Mm. like. Um, it it does feel aligned with the eclipse. It's in Scorpio. Oh, right. Yeah. So it, like that secret underground yes, energy. Yes. It feels like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> It feels kind of like that. <laughs> like it's like, what's in there? I'm not really sure. Well, I don't know. But why do I? It just feels a little blue, blah, blah. It doesn't feel um so huge, at least not so far because it's coming at the end of the week is how I see it um do you ever this is a real side note I was just brought this up to Brett the other day I was like when you picture the week in your head (laughs) I realized suddenly that not everybody does this I picture Monday through Friday like in a straight line one after the other and then I picture the weekend either like kind of coming around it like in a sea like Saturday Sunday takes up the rest of the picture on the other end of it (laughs) does that make sense like kind of forming a sea like it's like a loop yeah no I don't really think I mean Mm. I do have a concept of that like the circular nature of the week for sure well it's like flat and then the weekend's like like in a circle Half no, circle. no. I, I think that. I picture everything flat, like oh, everything okay. in a line. Oh, you do because okay. I, yeah, like pretty much when I, <laughs> almost everything, <laughs> like Monday through Sunday, is a Sunday line? through Saturday so, in a line. Sunday through Saturday, but what about the rest of the week? Like, how do you see Sunday, the week Monday, in Tuesday, your Wednesday, head? Thursday, Friday. Oh, Saturday. okay. So That's it's just in one, one straight line. Yeah. Okay. And you picture quote unquote everything in a line. Well, no, not everything. That's not true. Like I, when I receive like information from a plant, for example, that feels more like a mandala of energy. Mm. But I can, then I do put it into words if I want to, like I could. Yeah. But I would say like when I'm talking often or other people are talking, I just kind of see the words in my head. Oh, you do. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it's because my mom taught me how to read like at the same time she taught me how to talk hmm. you know like I learned both at the same time so I feel that like doesn't it's like make sense you learned that because I mean, you should have learned how to talk I mean I should have but well no I I mean very close though like okay. I was a very small child when I learned how to read okay. <laughs> I was learning both at the same time for sure I was I still see. learning to talk mm. and learning to read at the same time okay. anyway as we all do <laughs> but I was like three <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if that's why, but it is like even mm. like with left and right, like it took me forever to learn what was left and what was right until I realized, oh, you read left to right. So I would just mm. picture words and then I would remember, oh, yeah, left oh, is the first part of the word okay. and right is the second part of the word. <laughs> I taught myself how to read at three. Oh, yeah. But I don't have that experience. Yeah, I remember too. My teachers were like, "She can't tie her shoes." Like it took me forever to learn to tie my oh, shoes. Yeah, that's really hard. But I could read, mm-hmm. like before everybody else. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, I was in kindergarten at three and a half, so I wasn't doing much else. Oh, I always, gosh. Well, yeah, my mom put me in so kindergarten fun. because I knew how to read. And but I, that's so young. I know. Like, it was four too is young. already young. But anyway, okay, yeah. now Moving what on. were you saying about the week? So my thing that I want to say is, um, as far as tools, would just be to, I, I'm going to suggest DreamWork makes the teamwork this week. So Okay. At, at, well, okay. So first is that the and the ideas follow those ideas, and then you may start to feel like a, oh, there's something underneath here, and if that's the case, then that's when the dream work would start. And by dream work, do you what do you mean? I mean whatever that means to you. So it could be just writing, trying to remember your dreams. Um, and if you have a dream work practice to do it, um, journal about it. Um, you know, I don't have a specific practice. I actually want to learn more dream work. We should get well, a dream work guest. Well, it should be Ted because Ted knows. How <laughs> we've talked about this. So how Ted and Brett are both really good at dream interpretation. Remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So Ted, he taught me how to interpret dreams and it works every time. And okay. what you do is you say, well, what do you think it means? Mm -hmm. And then if you're like, I don't know, that's just ridic a ridiculous dream. And yeah. then if you say like, but if you had to guess, though, just if you had to guess, yeah. what would it be? Yeah. And then you go and guess, it. then you're like, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. Now to yeah. Me. Yeah. It takes practice. A lot of times for me, still, Brett interprets a dream and then. I'll be like, oh, now this part makes sense. And this part, you know, he well, goes with his gut too. feelings. And I think it's sometimes easier, f like, if it's not me to do it. Yeah. Because it's like, well, what does this mean? Like, you know, it's just kind of like wanting. I feel to like Ted and I do that to each other, too. Like, yeah. oh, it seems very obvious to me what it is for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think it can be helpful to notice how you feel in the dream mm -hmm. because it's like maybe you're doing something in the dream that has no relation no like visible relation to anything in your life but if you're like but what was the feeling I had yeah then often you're like oh I actually I think I'm actually really maybe I am really worried or yeah. I do feel really you know whatever the feeling is it can sometimes be it comes out in your dream because it's like a feeling you're having in life that maybe you haven't fully acknowledged or allowed yet or maybe you're just still processing through it so that's another thing to look at with dreams yeah i do think we should get a dream work person on though because yeah. i would i would really love to talk about it because mm -hmm. there's also that's like a good idea certain images i don't know like i have a recurring dream a lot of involving transportation usually a car it means that, like it symbolizes me either being in control or out of control, usually oh, out of right. control. Um, okay, so that is it for you. Okay, great. So now it's time for Practical Magic. Which I just realized I am feeling the Mercury retrograde shadow. Uh -huh. Are you? Yeah. Like I'm having that feeling that we've talked about before around Mercury retrograde during a podcast uh -huh. where it is like I'm hanging on to like the I'm kind of like I'm I have an ability to continue and focus, but it feels <laughs> like kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't feel that <laughs> particular thing currently, but I know what you're but talking you know what about. I mean. And I told you I've been like losing that like yeah. Losing the thread. Well, yeah, it's like I have the thread, but I'm kind of holding on. Yeah. No, I meant thread. losing things. Like I left my losing things. credit yeah. card somewhere and, you know, stuff like that. It's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so what I want to say for Practical Magic this week, Mercury goes retrograde Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I have already up at testwhitehurst.com the Mercury retrograde challenge. I'm oh, actually nice. going to post it in four parts this time. Mm-hmm. It's 24 days, Mercury's retrograde. We'll do like three, there'll be three posts of full weeks and then the final post will be like four days or something like that or three or four days. Um, but so 
on Tuesday, which is the day Mercury goes retrograde, the task for that day in the Mercury retrograde challenge is to wash your mirrors and your windows to clear the way for Mercury retrograde. And also your windows symbolize the way you see the world. The mirrors symbolize the way you see yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a sort of a little spell for cleansing your perspectives. I love that. Yeah, and so then just to give you a taste, I recommend you go look at it. It's not that long, but then you'll have a little bit more there just to see visually. The On Wednesday, it's to revamp your menu, find some new menu items to add in you to mean what like you're for eating. dinner? Yeah, all throughout the day. I don't know. Do you get into food ruts? I get into food yeah, ruts definitely. where it's like, oh, I just ate, you know, Yes. Oatmeal yesterday. I've eaten oatmeal every day for breakfast for the last, you know, three months or something. And then it gets very boring. And I'm like, I never want to eat oatmeal ever again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So just finding some new stuff for your menu. Then Thursday, having a little bit of spa time, Mm. whether it's taking a bath, painting your nails, giving yourself a facial. Um, And then Saturday or Friday, it's to, um, either rekindle an old friendship or just reconnect with an old friend Mm. or kindle a new friendship. Mm. Saturday is an oracle or tarot reading. I have a little, some examples of questions you can ask for Mercury retrograde. And then Sunday is the full moon ritual. That's the full moon and eclipse. And then Monday (laughs) is to make a Mercury retrograde playlist with all new songs to you so again getting out of the normal patterns like not maybe listening to the same old stations you always listen to or the same old albums but finding new stuff to just refresh your vibe i love it these are great thanks all right so before we pick our cards for the week you can find me at highestlighthealing.com you can find me um also uh on instagram at highestlighthealing and that's really the situation. Well, you can find me at testwhitehurst.com. That's where you can find the Mercury Retrograde Challenge. Schedule a feng shui consultation or a Akashic clearing. And find lots of free guided meditations and spells and rituals and all kinds of stuff. You can also find me on Instagram at test4444 and on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com, which is where I put the show notes every week, which, you know, the, the cards we use, the things the we, books mention. we mention. Mm-hmm. That's where you can also sign up for our newsletter, mm-hmm. which I send out once a week when a new episode drops. And also Natasha sends out a sort of a Recap. Um, summary once wrap a up month. Mm-hmm. once a month. And you can find us on Instagram at Magic Monday Podcast and Facebook at Magic Monday Pod. And there's also a listeners group on Facebook, Magic Monday Podcast Listeners Group. All right. I think we did <laughs> or something. it. You'll find it. It's Magic Monday Podcast Listeners. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, this week I'm choosing from the Wisdom of the Oracle, one of my faves by Colette Baron Reed. And I picked Truth Be Told. Okay. So it's saying here, ooh, that's interesting, clarity of communication, which is Mm. interesting for this week. Okay. there is Because of Mercury retrograde, everyone. In case you didn't know, that's what Mercury is about, communication. Yeah. And Mercury retrograde is when it's sort of like a lot of things are revisited and sort of feel a little scrambled maybe for a while (laughs) as we're kind of reshuffling. Okay. So the message is, are you willing to do whatever it takes to experience the prosperous life you desire? If you want to be an artist, do you make your art a priority? If you want to be a healer, do you set time aside to learn new things to help you serve? A writer must write and a singer must sing. Being true to your calling is essential to your moving forward. There's another oracle message here, too. It's time to have a look at the real honest truth about your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs about prosperity, about your relationship to money, to compensation, and to meaningful work. Ask yourself, what is true for me? And you will find the key to abundance. Hmm. That, so yeah. I, I feel like for me, this does relate to the what you said in the energy report about the, ideas, yeah. listening to ideas, getting started on ideas. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so I picked retreat and recharge. Oh, that's like the second part of the week. Oh, yeah. Like the weekend. Well, I was thinking like the Scorpio because it's a very watery card. There's a woman inside of a moon over some water Mm -hmm. and kind of like bathed in moonlight and resting. Mm -hmm. And it did make me think of the Scorpio full moon and eclipse and also like Mm -hmm. the spa, (laughs) the home spa. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But also I feel like the Mercury retrograde period, thinking of it as a time to um, it's like re- Recharge, I think, is a good way to think of it. Yeah. it it's some people say re anything re like yeah. revise, revisit, but um, recharge too, where it's like it's not so much in Mercury retrograde about starting new things. I don't always, I don't, I really don't like the superstition around that though. Mm. Like, I don't think we should definitely not sign contracts or start new things during Mercury retrograde. But mm-hmm. I just think it's a time when it's more about like kind of looking back at like okay what am I doing and do I want to keep doing it that way and is there something I can change or fix about kind of revise about something I've done in the past so in a way retreating is kind of like not moving forward but looking back to like resting and pulling back but also kind of reassessing during that time. I feel like it also goes with what we've said this whole podcast, which is allowing what is to be and not fighting it, like being where you are. And so that watery energy this weekend may feel a little like, uh, you know, I don't want to move. I don't want to force anything. And so just letting like recharge, rest, let yourself be in it. Don't fight it. Yeah. So I do want to read a little bit, just a little bit of this. Your aims will be best served by stepping back, going within, and taking some quality time to rest, refresh, and reassess. That's the reassess part. Although it may seem counterintuitive when there is much work to be done and you are striving to reach a goal, you will get where you want to go more easily and enjoyably if your body, mind, and spirit have a chance to relax deeply so that you may emerge refreshed. Just as soil cannot be constantly cultivated if it is to bring forth a lush and abundant crop, we cannot drive ourselves relentlessly and expect to thrive. Yeah, I love it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. We don't really want to manipulate you.